You are Locked On Pelicans, your daily podcast on the New Orleans Pelicans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans and NBA as a whole, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, literally wherever you get your podcasts from. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media and editor over at LockedOnPelicans.com, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter, here with you all on this Tuesday as we dive into more of of what is the start, maybe, of the NBA's offseason. We've got some news from both Zion and Gail Benson on uh, making sure arena workers get paid. I want to take a quick look at who might benefit the most from this break. I know you don't really kind of want to look for benefits in something like this because it's negative and it kind of impacts everybody. But if we're looking at it in terms of just the NBA, do the Pelicans benefit from this? Do Does another team potentially benefit from this? And we'll t- put take a look under a couple different circumstances and a few more things in today's edition of Locked on Pelicans. So I totally forgot to talk about this on yesterday's show and you know some of this stuff just kind of gets lost in the shuffle of like everyday life and kind of adjusting and a new routine working from home and all of that and just in general everything going on that I did not talk about Zion Williamson donating a hundred thousand of his own money to help out arena workers and this came as everyone kind of looked at owners over the weekend being like are you guys going to step up and take care of your in arena employees and Gail Benson and the Pelicans put out a fairly weak non-committal statement and we just kind of waited and I wanted to wait when it comes to that because I figured she would do the right thing as most in the league are and she is very philanthropic to begin with but sometimes it just takes a little bit to kind of figure out the logistics of this we all forget the NBA season was suspended now what five six days ago Um, that's not always enough time to kind of get things up and running and I know a lot of these places wanted to make sure paperwork and other things like that is in order before you announce something while that was all going on and it sounds like there were negotiations with it Zion just decided to step in and said hey I'm going to donate a hundred thousand dollars my own money to arena workers to make sure they get paid Great. That is a wonderful and an awesome thing for him to do. Rudy Gobert did uh, half a million. You saw Giannis do 100,000. Kevin Love do 100,000. And yeah, you know, maybe you should just give Zion Williamson rookie of the year because of something like that. So that's great that he did that and just stepped up without even speaking to the Pelicans, announced it, and he's going to make it happen. Awesome. Well, we finally got some word from Gail Benson and the Pelicans on what they are doing now during this time. And they sent out a statement um, earlier and it's called the it it says Gail Benson Community Assistance Assistance Fund created and additional assistance announced. This is all really great, really cool, really awesome. So Gail Benson has set up a fund that is here to help not just the arena workers, but mainly just for the city of New Orleans and the recovery effort. And so she's donated a million of her dollars to make that a reality, partnering with the Greater New Orleans Foundation, the GNOF, to be the administrators of said fund and help out different people. A lot of it is going to go to, and it sounds like the majority of it is going to go to people kind of on the front lines of this sort of thing, that they're going to help out people who are first responders, who are working in the hospitality industry and doing all of that to support people in this city overall from top to bottom. So very cool to see her donate a million dollars of her own money to this sort of thing. Additionally, she 
is doing an assistance fund. So this is separate from the $1 million. They, they point out, and they said this in the initial release, that you know arena workers, for the most part, are not contracted or working for the Pelicans. They work for um, different people who work for, who a- ASM, there it is, who runs the Smoothie King Center and I think the Superdome as well. They are workers from there, and then the Pelicans hire, more or less, ASM to kind of do all of this stuff. So indirectly, maybe they work for them, or ASM just operates it, and the Pelicans are a tenant in there. Stuff doesn't matter. You know, they they don't technically owe these people any money. Their own game day staff, certainly, but they're going to be working with ASM in the Louisiana Stadium Exposition District to work on all of this to make sure that all employees get some help and assistance, you know, if they need it. Furthermore, that goes on to say all wages for Pelicans employees who work game days only will be guaranteed for the remaining postseason game. So if you are a Pelicans employee but only work on a game day, maybe it's operations, scoreboard, things like that, you will get paid for all the games that will be postponed and you won't lose any money because of that. Awesome. That is exactly what she should be doing. It is a lot of support. Then she goes on to mention a couple of other things too. They're donating a dollar from all case equivalent sales of Dixie Beer for the next 30 days for their um, for the Louisiana Restaurant Association's Employee Relief Fund. That's really great too. Um, it says Benson will use funds allocated to the Gale Benson Community Assistance Fund to match monies raised dollar for dollar towards the LRA's fund. Uh, and there's gig economy relief too that they are doing. 100000 from the fund is going to go towards gig economy workers who are impacted by all of this. So this is really great. They are doing their best not just to help employees directly impacted by the postponement of the NBA, but also just the city of New Orleans, which is very hospitality-based especially this time of year as we were hitting towards festival season. We're waiting on an announcement for Jazz Fest, but it sounds like that's going to be postponed. And this is going to impact a lot, a lot, a lot of lives. You know, a lot of people's jobs are going to be okay. Maybe you can work from home, as I am for my day job, but not everyone has the ability to do that. And sometimes if there's no customers, well, you're going to be impacted. Same thing for a number of small businesses that are already feeling it. And now as bars are being ordered to close, restaurants can only do takeout. You don't need waiters, tips, things like that. Bartenders, all of that starts to add up and matters. And it's nice to see Gail Benson, the richest person in the state, really stepping up to the plate and starting the trend of getting the ball rolling here to take care of a lot of these people. So very good on Gail Benson. We had no doubt something like this would happen. Uh, I don't think they, you know, we needed to question out anything after three, four days of all of this. But certainly, they've stepped up to the plate for this. Same thing for Zion Williamson. You know, This is a guy who hasn't been here long, who doesn't have the strongest of ties just yet to the city and to the region, but really seems to have embraced it, feels embraced by them, and wanted to do his part in helping out. You know, he's making a lot of money. He's not, you know, he's got the rookie deal, which is the number one overall pick. It's like seven and a half million, plus all of the other endorsements. He's probably taking home close to 30 million this year alone. He can definitely afford the hundred thousand. And no one's looking for him or the players to really give their own money into this, you know, like guaranteed to do it as they were for the owner. So, Awesome to see Zion doing it. Awesome awesome to see Gail Benson doing it. Exactly what should be happening. And we should all do our own part um, for all of this. And if you want to donate too to the Gail Benson Community Assistance Fund, you can do so through the Greater New Orleans Foundation website. So you have the ability to go and make a donation for that and be part of kind of the recovery efforts as we're still ongoing through everything. 
Don't forget to subscribe to Locked On Pelicans wherever you get your podcasts from. The plan is to be here Monday through Friday for you all, as we've always been, just talking about a number of different things, still covering the team, but looking at some hypotheticals, probably having some fun here as well. It's a lot easier to get guests now that my recording schedule is at kind of different times, so we're still going to look to do that as well. I've got some I'm working on already for you all, um, and it's a great time to support not just this podcast, but all podcasts, as I mentioned the other day to you all. The advertising dollars for podcasts, those are going to be the first things to go for companies when people start to feel all of this a little bit. So making sure that you all are all listening and that any podcast, mine, others on the network, any other show you might listen to can report good numbers to those advertisers, I think is a really important thing, whether it means you just play and leave it on in the background. All of that listening the whole way through is a very, very important thing. Easiest way to do that, though, is by subscribing to Locked on Pelican so you get the newest show whenever it comes out. Plans to be here Monday through Friday, like I said, not going anywhere else. Nice to have a sense of normalcy during this time. Please leave a five-star review with a comment if you get a chance. That helps keep this five days a week as well for you all and i appreciate everything everyone's done to make the show successful so thank you all for listening don't forget subscribe to locked on pelicans wherever you get your podcast from Okay, so the NBA plans, as we talked about yesterday, best they can to come back, whether that's they jump straight into the playoffs, whether that's they play games without fans, which is what it would likely be. Um, And then we've got an update, by the way, that just came through as I'm recording this about the Pelicans ticket plans. And if you have bought tickets, what's going on there? And I'll give you guys that info in the next segment. Still doing the right thing by people, which is perfect. But let's say the NBA does end up playing regular season games and wants to kind of keep the competitive fairness out there. And I think it's an admirable thing to try and do. And if it's feasible, I hope they will. And let's say they do that. Who stands to benefit? Basically, all of the playoffs are set other than the eighth spot in the Western Conference. Everyone else is kind of in. I think we all know um, kind of where things stand with this all. But that eighth spot's up for grabs, and currently Memphis has it. Then it's Portland, then it's New Orleans, and then Sacramento. And those are really the three teams on the outside looking in. So you've got four teams fighting for this. So of all those four teams, does this break help? And this is kind of easy to really suss out and look at, and it comes down to injuries, You know, the Pelicans benefit because it likely means J.J. Redick will be healthy for the stretch run when they were going to miss him for a bunch of key games, including that road trip in the back-to-back against the Jazz and the Clippers that they were looking at. It's a very good thing um, that, you know, they don't have to play those without him, I guess. But it benefits other teams, too, particularly Memphis and Portland. And those are the two teams you've really got to kind of worry about right now. Memphis does have the toughest schedule. But they're a very young team. They're kind of, you know, a lot of guys hit a bit of a rookie wall. And now they don't really need to worry about that because they're going to get some time off to rest and recover. But they were dealing with a number of injuries, particularly to Jaron Jackson Jr. and to Brandon Clark, as well as Dylan Brooks. And those are all some key guys for them. And now all of a sudden, they'd likely get those guys back healthy. Dylan Brooks is averaging 16 points per game. Jaron Jackson Jr. was averaging 17 points per game along with five rebounds and and, uh, shooting 40% from three. Dylan Brooks, 37% from three. Brandon Clark, who's been great this year for him as a rookie, 12 points, six boards, and 40% from three. Getting all of those guys back healthy is going to make going through that gauntlet of that run a little bit easier for him. They still have the tough schedule in theory, But now that schedule, maybe some of those teams are a little bit rusty. Also could mean that the Memphis Grizzlies are a little bit rusty too. 
But I think they're going to like their chances a little bit more now that the reset button's kind of been hit a little bit. And they'll be healthy and ready to face that a little bit more. And if you can get go through a mini training camp or something like that, and you can't have team practices right now, but certainly coaches can be sending instructions to players, you know, they might be able to be better prepared to face that tough schedule, particularly while healthy. And I think that gives them maybe a better chance of retaining the eighth seed than they would have had otherwise. Portland's also an interesting case with this because they had some key injuries too to Zach Collins and Yusuf Nurkic. Nurkic was getting set to make his NBA debut two days ago, Monday on March 15th. And now all of a sudden, he's going to be able to practice, kind of get in more of a game shape, and then be able to get back out on the court versus before when he was kind of getting thrown in a little bit colder. Zach Collins... Um, who was on pace for a return in March, was another key contributor for him. Those are two important bigs for them, and now they're going to get both those guys back very healthy. Yusuf Nurkic has been very, very good for them when he's been healthy and after that trade coming over from Denver. And not having him for an extended period of time has definitely hurt the Portland Trailblazers, and they've tried to do their best. You know, They traded for Hassan Whiteside, kind of really shook up the team, but he's the guy they needed, and now they're going to get him back. And that makes them a significantly tougher team. Now, it helps that New Orleans holds the tiebreaker over them and can, you know, land on the same amount of wins as them. But that's only if you land on the same amount of wins. If they outpace you, well, then all of a sudden it's you're on the outside and they're in. And I think that could potentially be the case. They don't have the easiest schedule like the Pelicans do, but they have a relatively easy-ish one. And given that they have Dame Lillard, CJ McCollum, and now a healthy Yusuf Nurkic who might be in game shape, that's definitely a bit of concern. Sacramento Kings don't have as many injuries to deal with and recover from, um, but they have one that could maybe make a difference, and that's Marvin Bagley. And he was good last year, but he dealt with a bunch of injuries, averaging 15 points per game and eight rebounds. He's basically doing the same thing in 13 games this year, um, but there's been no timetable for his return. I don't know if he'd necessarily come back to, um, even when the Pelicans re uh, resume play. So we'll see. Um, what kind of goes on there, but overall, um, I think this really does help Memphis and Portland. It helps New Orleans, just not to the same degree as both of those teams, though I will say this, we've seen the Pelicans in their three-point shot kind of struggle and need some more shooting, and well, it's no better than J.J. Redick, and when that he's on the bench and he gets going with that second unit, and then sometimes with the start, a lot of time with the starters, that's a big benefit too. And I could see that kind of still happening. So getting him back is a big boon for New Orleans. I don't think it's kind of getting all of the same amount of reinforcements as say the Portland Trailblazers and Memphis Grizzlies are. But all three of these teams are going to be healthy after this. You have to figure, and it's going to be a dogfight till the very end to get into the playoffs. Memphis still in the driver's seat, and who knows what other weird things happen. And if the season's shortened for whatever reason, that only benefits Memphis. No other teams, given where they are right now. So they're probably, given everything, kind of in the driver's seat, I'd still say, for the eighth spot. But New Orleans definitely has a chance for it. Same for Portland. And just getting guys back healthy is only going to make things better. And we like J.J. Redick here, so hopefully that could potentially be a difference maker for New Orleans.
to the Locked On NBA podcast. Still going strong. Still going to be with you on Monday through Friday, and I will be on there tomorrow uh, recording with John Corrales of um, Locked On Celtics covering the biggest stories around there, what it means for certain things, and probably also just having a little bit of fun. But if you just want a general NBA fix, maybe to hear what some of the other teams are going through, what the their host's outlook on the season is, definitely give it a listen. We're going to be still going with that five days a week, having a lot of fun as there are on there as well, and really just kind of keeping everyone informed on everything that's going on. No better way to kind of get a bite-sized uh, idea of what's going on around the league than the Locked On NBA podcast available wherever you get your podcast from. So yesterday, the Pelicans announced their re, their uh, ticket policy for postponed games, and it's it's exactly what you would think, which is fine and the safe thing to do. And it basically says that you know, as Adam Silver mentioned, it is the NBA's intent to resume the season if and when it becomes safe for everyone. So any tickets that have already been purchased for a postponed game will be honored when the game is rescheduled. If games are not played or played in an empty arena, fans who purchase through the Pelicans, SeatGeek, or the Smoothie King Center box office will have the option to receive a credit for a future Pelicans game or then they can be refunded. So this doesn't come from anything like StubHub. It's got to be an officially listed partner. So the Pelicans, SeatGeek, or the SKC box office. Those are the ways that this will come about. So, you know, if you want to go to the game when it's rescheduled, you'll be able to. You can receive a credit for a future Pelicans game. Likely you can't upgrade from like, you know, the Kings to the Lakers and it's probably going to have to have the same kind of monetary value to it or they kind of tend to put tickets in kind of a b c d e f um brackets on things or tiers and so you'll probably need to pick a game of the same tier or maybe kind of similar night of the week too maybe you can't exchange a monday for a saturday who knows um or you can receive a credit uh, and or you can get the credit for that or you can get the full-on refund and so this won't help you if you've got tickets and money kind of tied up into that until they make an announcement on this and that may not come for month two three who the hell knows so it doesn't do you any good anytime soon um, when it comes to this but this is what all teams are going to be doing this is going to be the standard response around the league when it comes to this sort of thing and hopefully none of the fans who did buy tickets to go support the team to go see the team get screwed on this sort of thing though you're likely to see one or two people that that does happen to and it's very unfortunate um but we do live in very weird times with this all so that's kind of the policy you know obviously the team would love for you to have the credit instead of getting the refund it's up to you and your individual circumstances on what you think is going to be right for you but they were going to do right by people when it comes to this just like they were going to do right by the arena workers and everyone that they can as we know, Gail Benson is incredibly generous, so I think this has been a good start for you know what what needs to be done and steps to be taken when it comes to everyone kind of dealing with the aftermath of things just really being ground to a halt and shut down. So that's going to do it for this edition of Locked on Pelicans. Thank you all for listening. Still coming Monday through Friday for you all, breaking down everything you want to know about the team. Don't forget, subscribe to Locked on NBA wherever you get your podcast from. And this podcast, Locked on Pelicans. As always, I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter, and I'll be back with you all tomorrow.